0: Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please be sure to search out for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on americaoutloud.com which has a listen live tab and thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. We always appreciate when you share on social media, things posted on americaoutloud.com. It helps us out a great deal. We face the same censorship that many of you do. So when you share on americaoutloud.com, it goes a long ways. Uh, and we always appreciate that. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. There's certainly a lot to talk about today. We're going to start off with... The GOP perhaps fighting back a little bit. The House finally starting to pass some bills, get some things done. They passed a defense bill uh, after they added abortion and transgender surgery amendments to try and cut funding for those things. Um, Rep. Ronnie Jackson actually sponsored the bill. It was approved along party lines 221 to 213. Uh, Rep. Henry Culler, a Texas Democrat, joined Republicans in voting to adopt the amendment, while two Republicans, John Duarte of California and Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, opposed the measures. So it should be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Majority Taylor Green initially was not going to vote for the bill, but apparently Kevin McCarthy promised her a committee spot, so she changed her mind. That's the one thing that people aren't happy with in this bill is it does apparently provide some funding to the Ukraine, but it's got a lot of good things in here. Uh, In a statement, Friday night spokesperson Andrew Bates accused Tommy Tuberville and other Republicans of hijacking the bill and devolving it into a hardcore right-wing wish list. So if this is what you've got the left saying about this bill... Uh, You know, it was probably pretty good. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on the House GOP passing this? I mean, it's still got to go to the Senate where so many things go to die. But uh, this is how things get started, correct?
1: You're correct. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. But you're spot on, Andrew, is that the Senate is where things go to die because we know that the Senate is headed by Mitch McConnell. Now we see why uh, there was some challenges uh, for him. When his position came up, I think it was the Florida governor at the time, Rick Scott, who wanted to challenge him for that position. And I wished Republicans had gotten behind him because it's definitely time to clean house. Republicans have been idle for far too long, sitting back and watching Democrats take the lead and push through a radical agenda, an agenda. That's almost being created in a shell because there's no one else in the world, I want to say, that's latching onto this agenda, with the exception of you have a few radical Europeans that are on page with this. When I say on page with this, with the whole gender deal, this makes no sense in the realm of reality. We're fortunate here at After Dark with Robert Andrew on the America Outlaw platform that we've been talking about this for quite some time and we've been sounding the alarms. And also what's interesting, Andrew, is that last week, Jim Jordan, during his hearing with Christopher Ray, Christopher Ray, who was brought to us compliments of Chris Christie, the big bloviator, who has these delusions of grandeur that he's going to be president. But we all know he's only running to attack Donald Trump and maybe run DeSantis, but definitely Donald Trump, because the woke part of the Republican Party, and we have those on our side as well, they're also known as the rhinos, excuse me, they've convinced him to go after Trump because they feel that Trump is not good for the party because Trump is vocal and Trump is out in your face. And Trump is all those things, but Trump does get things done. But you have people like that, that, you know, they sit on the sidelines, not understanding that we need to come together for a common cause to push through our agenda. Now, just imagine if they were using all that vitriol against each other to work together. I understand when you don't have an appreciation or you don't agree with something that your colleague says. I understand it. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, we loved her. Now, people are saying, oh, she's kowtowing to uh, Kevin McCarthy and she's this. And, we, you know, we want that her her independence. What is she doing? You know, she and Amy Brobart, they're fighting I want to say, folks, we we don't have time for that. There will be a difference of opinion. But fundamentally, at the end of the day, it's about conservatism. It's about saving the country. And while many of you may not like this bill, the issue is always in the fine print, things that they don't talk about. There are always these little fine things. And we've mentioned this before, Andrew, that's in these bills that people like it makes you want to puke. But overall, when you're looking at abortion, when you're looking at gender reaffirming surgery. I even hate saying that because it's not gender reaffirming, it's gender mutilation. About a decade ago, people were attacking Africa for genital mutilation of little girls. And we also found out that that tradition had made its way here in the United States in the South, in Louisiana, and they were speaking out against it. Now, some decades later, we're doing the same thing and we're saying that it's for health care. What changed? What is it all about? See, these are the things that Republicans should be on the same page and looking at and putting it at the forefront. It's like we're always falling behind. We're not leading, we're following. And we don't get these issues and bring them out because we're afraid that people might not be able to stomach them and it might be too controversial. You look at abortion. And for how long have have Republicans been saying that we want to end it, we want to get rid of it? And then when the Supreme Court gives us a victory and says, send it back to the states because it's unconstitutional. It has, privacy has nothing to do with abortion. It's about a person's life. And yes, they are persons. People, These babies are in, in the mom's stomachs, they're people, they're individuals, got sent back to the state. And now you have people saying, oh, it's too harsh and we need to relook at this. Okay? And Nikki Haley, who's running for president, she's one of those individuals who's saying that it's. she feels that it's too harsh and too draconian. And, and I would say, okay, let's have a conversation with the American people as to what's so harsh about this abortion bill and this the, the idea of abortion. Let's explain it as opposed to using talking points. And for one, we know that if it's the instance of incest or rape or the mother's life is in danger, we're saying, okay, abortion I don't I wouldn't even want to say abortion, that is permitted to end the pregnancy. Let's be clear when we're saying this. And in this bill, you know, make it clear. <clears throat> because that's where people get kind of wavered with like, well, it's my body. it's my. We know it's your body, but you're also carrying the body of another individual, a human being. Right. And although science has decided, Andrew, to say, well, it's only a fetus, it's not a human being – We know that those doctors have become woke and they themselves have a dog in the fight because they're probably looking at some procedure that's going to get them, gain them money, unfortunately.
0: Right. And I think this is really just a win-win, even for the military. I mean, you don't, these women in the military, if they get pregnant, they don't want to have an abortion. I mean, they're already putting up with enough as it is being in the military and then, Having to make the decision on whether or not to kill your baby uh, should not be something that goes into their heads. I mean, this amendment would ban the Secretary of Defense from paying for or reimbursing service members for abortion-related expenses and transgender surgeries and hormone treatments. And this was a non-starter for Democrats. I mean, this just seems like common sense. Why would you want your service members to be having abortions or on hormone treatments uh, and have the taxpayer pay for this? I mean, that just makes absolutely no sense at all. So uh, really, I think this is best for the morality of the military as well. Uh, These young ladies that get pregnant, they don't have to think about the decision thinking, oh, well, maybe I should get an abortion so I can just keep serving my time. Um, No, just go ahead and have the baby and come back when you're ready. Uh, This is a lot better policy than just uh, basically telling them that they can kill their baby and be back within a couple of weeks.
1: And why is our military, of all institutions, why is our military trying to be at the forefront of pushing abortion? We have a difficult time already going to another country to kill And let's just be honest, as Colonel Julie Hall said, and so many others who've come on the show, that when you're in the military, your mission, when you're going to fight, is to kill, to eradicate the enemy. What's so difficult about that? And now we want to transport that to abortion? Why are they even having the conversation? How many women are getting pregnant in the military and that don't want to have the baby? Lloyd Austin, what is in your head? Mark Miley, what is going – I mean, Andrew, I cannot believe that of all institutions, all agencies, our military is trying to champion abortion. We need to fire all of those generals. Get rid of them. I don't care if they're black, white. Get them out. This is lunacy. And then they want to push transgenders in the military. I cannot wait till we get these Democrats out of office. They are a threat to democracy, a threat to our way of life, a threat to humanity. They don't care about humanity. You've got the vice president talking about population control. Did you guys hear that? Though some would say she let it slip. <laughs> but we've been saying this for the longest. This is this is their end game. They don't want too many people on the earth. Bill Gates has been saying it.
0: Yeah, it was when one of think those. He's
1: out. Right, go ahead, Andrew.
0: It was Kamala got caught. She was trying to say, apparently, that we need to reduce pollution, but she accidentally let it slip that we need to reduce population because this is what a lot of these climate whack jobs think, is that there's too many people living on Earth and there's too many emissions going out. So they do want to reduce the population. She did let that slip. Uh, I don't think it was a accident that she said that i mean she didn't mean to say it uh, out loud but that's probably what she was really thinking
1: and the media should be on top of that they should harangue her and say what did you mean please explain it Freudian slip who knows but she said it and this is what they've been trying to do for the longest when you look at their policies you look at their agenda abortion kill all the babies the key people that are here, let's move them over from being man and woman. Let's change them. Let's mutilate their sex organs so that we can stop having children. Let's have the coupling of same-sex marriages so that we could stop in the population of children so there will be no more babies. Now, people will look at this and say, oh, this is far-fetched. Oh, this makes no sense. But yet and still, it's happening. Yet and still, that's their intent. Because when you go down this line and you start saying no more children and you can't do this, this is exactly what you're doing, we have to wake up and accept the fact that our government, under Joe Biden, our government, controlled by the Democrats, is extremely dangerous. They do not want us to have children. They want to depopulate the earth. They want us to be last. They want us to be taken over. They don't want us to have a strong military. This is what it's all about. But they're telling you, oh, we have the best interests at heart and we're doing this. No, they're not. That is a reason why they got rid of all the jobs and they have you thinking, oh, there are more jobs that are out there. No, they're not. These are the people who quit their jobs during COVID thanks to the Democrats who told them not to go to work, We'll give you money. It's what it's all about. But we have been deceived into thinking that, oh, no, we're trying to help the economy, and we're doing this, and we want to make certain that women have the right to control their bodies with abortion. That is the reason why Representative Tommy Tuberville in Alabama said that I am going to put the kibosh on any military raises. And people are saying, oh, but well, that's not fair. Think of the people who want those raises. Think of the Men and women who are in the army, they want those raises in the military. They want it in our armed branch, armed services. They want those raises, and they gotta take care of their families. Yeah, I get it, I understand it, but I also understand we need to understand what our military is doing. Because you know what, Andrew? They pulled the same line when Trump was in office. Magdog matters when Trump said that I am not gonna give any more funding to the military until we build the wall. Mad Dog Mattis came in and said, Oh, well, we can't do that to our men and women because they need their pay raises. They need it. And Trump, being the patriot that he is, said, Okay, I'm going to sign this bill, but do not bring another bill like this in front of me. And what happened? Mad Dog Mattis went wild. He went astray. He went to the dark side. It was all a ruse because he didn't want a wall built up. Yes, folks, do you hear me? He didn't want the wall. And there's so many other Republicans who don't want the wall. Now, they'll sit back and they'll say, see that Trump didn't put the wall up. Trump didn't put the wall up. They never wanted the wall. Hear me loud and clear. They never wanted the wall. They were lying. So I applaud Senator Representative Tuberville with what he's doing, with saying, I am not going to promote or sign off on any promotions in the military until we understand what the military is doing. With abortion and transgenders we need to understand it so i don't care how many times people come out and say oh this is sad i don't care because the military we have there anyway looks like a rainbow coalition some type of circus
0: <laughs> right I mean, and we've there... got
1: to be honest andrew
0: Yeah, you're right. And there's a lot of revisionist history when it comes to Trump, right? I mean, a lot of Democrats and even DeSantis supporters lately have liked to accuse President Trump of not getting as much done as he promised, but they forget just the struggle that this guy had to try and pass anything. Uh, You've had uh, all the Democrats who were aligned that would vote against anything that President Trump presented. And then you've got your share of rhino Republicans who are going to vote against anything that President Trump put up uh, to get passed. I mean, it was a struggle for this guy, and he still managed to get so much done. I mean, you're talking about him not getting anything done. We've just canceled affirmative action. We got rid of Roe vs Wade. We shot down Biden's student loan debts. I mean, this is all... Huge victories for conservatives
1: thanks to President Donald Trump. Thanks to Donald Trump, but they don't want to give him credit. And they'll probably never give him credit. And that is a reason why we have to stop and look and see what's happening out there and what are they really trying to say and what are they really trying to do. Because I'm telling you, you have some Republicans that are out there that claim that they're walking the walk, but they're not. It's all talk. That's all it is. They're just talking. So when you have a bill like this that comes forward and you're like, oh, man, this is really good, this is like really the meat to who we are, you have some that are saying, oh, I don't know, we might scare people off. Scare people off from what? We have, as you always say, stand for something, a fall for nothing. We need to put our platform out there and say, this is who we are, and this is how this is going to benefit you. Like I said with abortion, explain to the American people your position. Explain to them that this is a human life, regardless as to what the left is saying. And then run ads about it. I don't care how horrifying it might seem, and oh, people are going to be scared. Well, why aren't they scared of what the, the, the Democrats are doing? Got kind of tongue-tied there. But what the Democrats are doing, why aren't they afraid that they're actually killing people? Now, we're going to continue this on the other side of the break, but I mean, this to me is a step forward. We'll see what happens when this bill moves to the Senate under Mitch McConnell.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely see you tuned into After Dark with Robin and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin. Andrew.
3: Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. We know
1: you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer, Okay, folks, we are back, and we're still talking about the GOP finally looking like they're, they're gaining some balls to stand up and put forth an agenda with this new bill that some people are uh, kind of uh, on the fence with. And Andrew mentioned that Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who initially was against this bill, and decided to go ahead and vote for it because Kevin McCarthy promised her a seat. And I just want to hash that out a little bit more because to see that he's promised her on is a seat on the conference committee that will hash out the differences between the House and the Senate versions of the bill. Because if you know, the House passes the bill, but then they've got to get the Senate to accept it and pass it also. And in the Senate, as Andrew mentioned, is where a lot of bills die or they are modified, and they look nothing like the bill that was presented. Why does that happen? Well, you have Mitch McConnell, as I mentioned, who is the leader of the Senate. And he goes in and he will allow any and everything to take place because he is actually a blue dog Democrat. Don't confuse it. He says that he's a conservative because he just wants it to look good. But if he was actually a conservative, he would be out fighting. He would be out saying this is not the America that I recognized when I came to the Hill. And when you look around you, how many Republicans are out there saying that? You have Democrats on a daily basis pushing their wayward agenda about trans, abortion, diversity, equity. What Republican is out there talking our talk, our conservatives, our conservatism, giving a counter to what they're saying? None. Now, yes, we're involved in all these investigations, and we're trying to get to the bottom of different things, and I appreciate that, but speaking our language, to counter what the radical left is putting out there. Who's out there front and center? Talking about it all the time. There's no one. Now, when Marjorie Taylor Greene, when she first went to, came to the House, she was out talking and people, oh, she's crazy, oh, she's this. Now, maybe she didn't have a command on a lot of the issues, but still, she was out there talking. Now, who's out there talking? You hardly ever see Mitch McConnell. It's as if though he's in a glass ivory tower looking down, not saying anything. This shouldn't be. Republicans have got to get out there and define who we are and stop allowing the left to define us. That was one of the things that I really didn't care for with Bush two, Bush number two. His whole thing was, well, I don't want to degradate the House, the White House, and I don't want to come out saying different things because I respect it. Folks, those days are over. You can't be a wallflower and think, oh, well, I'm going to be quiet and no one is going to harm me. You can't do it. We can't do that anymore. Those days are over. We have to define ourselves on a continuous basis. That is the only way the American people will see who we are and what we stand for. This bill should be a no-brainer. But yet and still you have people that are saying, oh, but if we don't play it this way, we don't say this, they're going to hate us and the independents, and they're not going to vote for us. And then the soccer moms, they're not going to vote for us. So you mean to tell me that the soccer moms are all okay with abortion? The soccer moms are okay with us sending our taxpayer dollars to Ukraine? The soccer moms are okay with all this transgender mess? Have you sat back and looked? And just opened up your, I guess, if you're using your uh, smartphone or your computer when you're looking at things on the internet, the number of stories that bombard us about trans people, a trans person is coming out. A trans person describes how their family accepted them. Trans this, trans, trans, trans. Now, you would think by looking at this that the entire world, or at least the population of the United States, it's all about trans. But it's not the case. I would say these stories are coming from a select group of people, maybe I would say all of 50 But they regurgitate their stories over and over again to make you think that their entire country is trans, my trans daughter. And when I read the stories about, oh, well, we're going to leave this place because it's not safe for my trans kids. Good. Don't come here. Leave the country. You got Dylan Mulvaney who said, I'm going to leave the country. I'm going to South America. Good. Good luck. Don't come back. We won't miss you. But they want you to think that this is what it's all about. So we have to counter that with our stories. We have to counter this with stories about simple, good Christian living. And if you don't want to counter with Christian living, just family living. We have a huge population of Muslims in this country, believe it or not. Now, it's not so significant enough that it's going to take over, but still. And they're even pushing back. And you have Democrats saying, oh, this is bad. Uh, How could the Muslims side with Republicans and they're racist and they're they're, they're homophobes and they're this? It's like, well, that's what they don't want. They don't want their children being taught this deviant sexual stuff about homosexuality. Let's just call it what it is, deviant. And if you say, oh, don't say that, that's my preference. Okay, then why do you have it out front and center? And you know what else, Andrew? We need people within that community, within the Gays Against Groomers to come out and start speaking out. They know that this is wrong. They know that there's a radical agenda, but they're sitting down quiet because they're afraid that the radical arm of the Democrat Party, championed by the mainstream liberal media, will go after them, and they will do it because we see how they do it all the time. Look at how they went after uh, Tommy Tuberville. Look at how they're going after him. Look at how they're going after Clarence Thomas. Now, they'll give Justice Sonia Sotomayor a break, the person who was strong-arming public libraries, school libraries. You better buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. And this woman has amassed $4 million for a children's book that is not worth 25 25 cents. But she has strong-armed our public libraries and public school systems to buy her book. Now, why aren't the Democrats talking about that? Why Why are they going after a black man, a successful black man, who has made it? Why is that? You got black people, they're sitting around marching. Oh, we don't like him. And the Democrats don't like black people. Let's just be honest. The only thing they like about you is your vote, plain and simple. Because if they cared about you, they would tell you that all of our policies are not good for you. What have we done for you over the past 50 or 60 years? Nothing but encourage you to vote for us. And now we're telling you that the Republicans are racist. But yet still you have black people that are rising the level, the ladders in the Republican Party on their own, who are accomplished. But they won't tell you that. Instead, they'll throw out someone like Kamala Harris, who is a complete idiot with her word uh, salads, and they'll tell you, oh, she's the best of the best. They are deceiving you. And they will continue to deceive you. But they're able to do it because we don't have strong Republicans who will push back, who will stand up and say, this is wrong and this is who we are about. This bill that we're trying to push will benefit you because it will keep your families together as opposed to you having to kill your babies. The same thing with the military. Majority of blacks will go to the military. This will benefit you also. And you will have a fighting chance. Do not destroy your families. But who's saying that? Who's going to counter their message? We need someone out front and center. The other day, we learned that there was a Republican, a Democrat, rather, from Florida, trying to think of her name, who's changing parties. She's a black woman because she's saying that the, the Democrat party that she knew has changed. She didn't leave the party. The party left her. And you hear these stories time after time after time. But Republicans won't take advantage of it and then push these people out front. But look at how they did Liz Cheney, the Democrats, Adam Kissinger. The moment they went against the Republican Party, the Democrats went in and embraced them and put them out front and center. They even created signs with them endorsing Democrats candidates. Why would Republicans do the same thing? Why would they reach out to this woman in Florida and say, Kate, we wanna talk to you. We wanna talk to you about what you're doing. Why aren't Republicans doing the same thing to get your message across? We've talked about Republicans having problems with their messaging. Use this as an opportunity to get someone to say, hey, this bill that we're putting out there, is there something in there that you like? Look at our education. We're talking about education. We're talking about charter schools. Because this woman has been saying that the education system is failing Blacks. Get her out there to talk about that part of the bill. She might not like the other things, but she might like that. This is how you push your agenda forward. And I wish the GOP would look at this and say, hey, this is what we need. We need someone like this to go out there because we're timid. We're afraid to do it. We can't keep pushing out people like Lindsey Graham, old white man, with the message. You want to identify with your audience. That's what the Democrats are good at. We've got to start to fight the game or play the game the way they're playing the game. And the way they're playing the game is that they're looking at their entire spectrum and saying, hey, let's use this for our benefit. Let's put people out there that they can identify with. I mean, they're throwing out trans people to support them. Now, we don't, want, we don't care for that. But if you got someone in your side who's going to help push your cause, you put them out there. But I mean, there are a lot of gays that are out there that are speaking against this transgender ideology and mutilation of kids. But Republicans, they're tippet. They won't say anything about it. Use what you got. Use your arsenal to push your agenda, to speak your cause what do you have to lose as trump has always said he is a fighter we can't sit back in the corners anymore and think that we'll get our thing we'll get our mission across because it's not going to happen i said the same thing about george bush number 2 he was like oh i don't want to you know undignify the office of the presidency because i have it in such high esteem democrats don't care about that because if they did they would say who brought the cocaine in the white house If they're so concerned about maintaining the dignity of the White House, we would already know who brought cocaine in the White House. Who brought it in? Then you have the Secret Service telling us, Andrew, oh, well, we can't find out. It's just too complicated and so many people came in. Okay, that's too complicated for you to find out, too complicated for the FBI, but yet and still, you're able to go out and find all the people who went to the White House on Jan 6th. And prosecute them. All those people, you know their names, you got their shots, you have their pictures, and oh, we can, well, we got them all. But you can't find out who brought cocaine in the White House. Now, I hear some conservatives that are saying, well, don't blame Hunter Biden. We can't blame Hunter Biden. That's not fair. Why can't we blame Hunter Biden? He's a crackhead. He's a druggie. He's an addict. Why wouldn't we blame him? No one ever thought about that. Oh, let's leave him alone. Why? If it were a Republicans, they would blame the Republican. So why not? He would be my number one suspect. Bring his arse and just say, we're going to give a broad test. And then everyone else in the Biden family, we want to get to the bottom of this. Can you imagine if this were Trump? They would want Ivanka. They would want even Trump's youngest son, Barron. We're going to test him also because, you know, kids at that age. Oh, and we're also going to test Melania. And we're going to test every family member that came in. And we're going to test Jared as well. But you can't test Hunter. You're going to say you don't know where it came from. Really? This is what you're going to do? Are you serious? I, 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 I don't believe it. You mean to tell me that you're going to waste all of our taxpayer money to identify those on Jan 6, but you're not going to go after the cocaine people. Yeah, I call them cocaine people because there's probably a whole lot of them. This is where Republicans fall down because they don't push back the way they should. If I were them, I would be leaking information to the media to cause an uproar. Oh, the CIA, the, uh, the, not the CIA, but the Secret Service, they're just going to shut it down. And we're going to accept it, and we're going to walk away. And we're not going to say anything else. That's the reason why we have outlets like After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform, so that we could speak out against this. That is the reason why. Because when we don't do it, the media will just leave it alone and walk away. They behave as though, well, there's nothing. They want to talk about it, so we're going to move on to the next topic. But if it's a topic about Trump, They can find ways to cover it. They can make up stories to cover it. It will never die. They're still talking about Russia collusion, although John Dormus told us there's no there there. But you have a lot of conservative outlets that are still trying to find a there there. They will talk about it morning, noon, and night. But where you have a situation where legitimately we should know why cocaine, a controlled substance, was in the White House... They don't want to talk about it, Republicans want to move on. They don't want to come out and say, oh, well, they say they're going to shut it down. I guess we can't say anything else. What do you mean? You should be out bitching and moaning. You should be screaming. You should be putting groups together and say, no, we we will demand the truth. Well, we only have a small majority, so we got to look at something else. What do you mean? This is where we fail. This is where we are not successful in connecting to the American people, because when we don't keep the story out there, then they will assume, oh, there's nothing to it. The same thing with this bill. You should be out there running ads and saying, no, we want to push this bill. Put pressure on Mitch McConnell to get together his coalition to say we're going to push this through. But you know what Mitch McConnell will do? He'll say, well, we can't do anything about it because we don't have the votes. And we would have had the votes had it not been for Trump. Always want to tie it back to Trump as opposed to saying we're going to do what we've got to do. We're going to try to bring some Democrats over. We're going to try to work across the aisle because this is an important bill, but they won't do it. They'll just sit there and look and hold their hands and pretend as if though they're, they're some wounded dog. And you know why? Because they know that this is what our donors – this is how we get money from our donors. But what good is it to get money from your donors when you can't win at the polls? What good is it to get money from your uh, donors when you can't put forth your agenda that the American people will say, wow, we like this agenda? That's the reason why Trump won. Because he was able to put his agenda out there and say, these are the things that I am going to do. And he was successful. Although he's not in office, he's still winning. He is still winning. He's changing the blueprint in our country. He's, I mean, he, he, has, he was so successful that even out of office, he's still winning. But Republicans haven't learned to fight yet. They're still afraid. And they're still timid. And this is where we fail. This bill should be talked about nonstop. We should find people on the left who will support us and say, hey, you don't like this, but there are some things that we connect with. Even when Christopher Ray was testifying the other day, and I think it was a representative from California, Jayapal, who was concerned about the privacy. And Jim Jordan acknowledged it. He said, we don't agree with many much of all with this representative, but on this privacy, we agree with. Why can't we do more of that so that people will see that we are the party? that will save this country andrew
0: yeah you're absolutely right you guys are tuned in to after dark with rob and andrew which is available on america out loud's i radio channel monday through friday at 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central or 6 p.m on the west coast we'll be back with more after dark
3: with rob and andrew well the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made CofixRx nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off.
0: We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. We've just been discussing the latest bill passed in the House and the back and forth between Republicans and Democrats. Of course, this bill helps uh, take out abortion and transgender rights for the military members that, not rights, I should say, but basically the taxpayers funding these transgender surgeries, which has no place in the military. We're sick of paying for it. We're sick of seeing it promoted. So I'm really happy that the House passed this. Then you've got rhinos like Mitch McConnell, who we have no faith in, in the Senate, will pass it. Rob, what are your thoughts on Mitch McConnell uh, in this bill heading to the Senate next?
1: As you said, Andrew, Mitch McConnell uh, will not do anything significant for us. (laughs) I doubt he'll try to push this bill. He'll just go in, just say, okay, what do you guys think? As opposed to trying to form a coalition to say, let's try to get this bill through. Mitch McConnell was good as far as getting federal judges into different judgeships under the Trump administration. But other than that, I think that Mitch McConnell is just a an artifact. Plain and simple. I mean, what is he what is he doing? He wants to go down in history as so many others that I served the longest and I did this. But what significance did you bring to your position? And I have said this before. Republicans have got to wake up and they have got to start pushing back. They have got to make their presence known because right now. The way most people view the Republicans is that, oh, they're, they're mean and they're so harsh and they, they don't like people. They don't like, want black people to have their rights. And it's just a misnomer that we need to clean up. It would be a beautiful day. And maybe we should do a show about this. To have a transformation of the Republican Party as far as the elected officials, because Trump already transformed it as far as the voters, bringing it back to the people the way it should be, the People's Party. But if we could get the politicians in that party to do the exact same thing, as opposed to people who are just going there for namesake, they just want the naming rights, they just want to be different. And I remember we had a guest on our show once, uh, Jeff Dornick, who said that Republicans, they raise money off of being the stepchild. They love that as opposed to going out front and saying, no, we are the party for the people. We will listen to you. We will get things done. We need to get back to that because we've lost it. And Trump, like I said, the voters that he brought in, they want that. They want representatives who are going to listen to them, who will hear them out, who will support them, and who will listen to their causes. Now, when we went to break, when we were talking about, Andrew, you brought up the whole idea about, of independence. And I've mentioned the whole voter block of the soccer moms, and I've said that we need to get another block. We need to stop relying on these suburban moms, so-called soccer moms, that aren't delivering the way they should deliver. They are defeating their, own, their themselves by voting for Democrats. We need to find a new block of voters. It's out there. We've got to stop living in the past and saying, oh, no, well, we got to depend on them. No, don't depend on them. Form a new coalition, form a new block. And I'd see one block that's waiting to be swept up. It's black votes, the black men, the black man vote. If Republicans were to stop being so, uh, I, I don't know, I don't even know the word that I'm looking for, but get out front and start going to these black voters, these black men, and say, look, we got your back. We know what you want. We can deliver, we can bring it home. But they won't do it i don't know why it's like they're just sitting on the sidelines thinking well they're going to come to us no you got to go out there and tell us this is who we are this is what we are about and bring those voters home what do you think andrew
0: yeah you're absolutely right i mean we've got so many republicans saying oh we can't nominate trump we need a centrist we need to appeal to the independents." and i could not disagree anymore because there's not much difference Between an establishment Republican and Joe Biden. I mean, a lot of these establishment Republicans we saw this weekend when they were in Iowa talking about how Joe Biden's not doing a good enough job sending money and weapons to the Ukraine. They actually want Biden to double up and send more. It's like, no thanks. Uh, If that's the case, what difference does it make if we win the next election if you're just going to double down? on a lot of the things that joe biden does that everyone disagrees with so we can't hold our party hostage by the supposed centrists that come out every election cycle act like their farts don't stink and that they basically want everyone to kiss up to them and try and kowtow to them to earn their vote it's enough it's tired and uh, I'm not playing that game for the 2024 election. We need to get this right. We need to vote an America first candidate. And uh, that's the message. Joe Biden's been such disaster. There's so many people in this country who are ready to turn against him and not vote for him. Even millions who voted for him last time. And they're just disgusted by what's happened in his term in office. So uh, these centrists that people keep trying to appeal to. I'm done with it, and I'm not playing that game in 2024, Rob. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I'm done with the game. We can't play that game. But as I said, you know, we've got to get a new voter block. got to stop relying on suburban moms. got to stop relying on independents who are just as fickle as the day is long because nothing will get accomplished and nothing will be done. We need new voting blocks. I hate it when they're coming out and they're saying, oh, well, we're not going to appeal to these people if we do this. Uh, you know, these soccer moms are looking at that abortion issue and they're not going to appeal to it. They're not, that's not what we're putting out there. They're going to be afraid of it. They're not going to like what we're saying about transgenders. Yeah, but black men don't like it either. And black men will say, hey, I'd rather support you because you're against it than support you because you're for it. I'd rather support you because you're standing up against people wanting to have abortions into killing my seed.
0: Right. And like, what think
1: it... about it, folks
0: one of these new voting blocks is muslims right i think republicans need to do a much better job um connecting with muslims telling them hey this is where we stand this is where democrats stand where do you think your values align and i think 9 times out of 10 they'll say that their values align where the republicans stand And uh, Democrats know this is coming. That's why they've made some comments that Republicans are trying to fool Muslims, acting like they're not smart enough to make decisions for themselves. But uh, I'd like to see that we do a much better job trying to bring in the Muslim voters, because really, they've got a lot of the same values as uh, people on the right. I mean, uh, obviously, it's a mixed bag when you talk about Muslims and uh, some of the more extreme ones,
1: but I think that's a voting bloc that I would welcome in. You're spot on. That is a voting block that Republicans have got to start messaging and use the correct messaging because you look at what the Democrats are doing. They're saying we can't believe that, that Muslims would side with these racist Republicans. But see, you can flip that switch and say, no, we want you to come in. We like you. It's the Democrats that are very cautious. You're trying to see if you're a terrorist or not. See, if Republicans were to jump on this and change the messaging, we could get that voting block. The same way we can get the black men who identified more with Trump than these weak uh, beta Democrats. So, I mean, see, this is so simple. It's like easy peasy. And then if you were to go in and look at those soccer moms and say, we're the ones who want to keep your families together. We're the ones who don't want your daughters competing with men. There you have it. But it's all about messaging. It's all about getting your message out there and then going to those voting blocks and saying, no, we're going to work hard for them. We're going to start now. Because if you think the election time that these people are going to go to the polls and say, oh, we're going to vote for you, it ain't happening. Times have changed. Like I said, this is a new world, and Democrats understand it. Republicans need to wake up and understand it as well. So we can either do it and succeed, or don't do it and be the party of the 1950s that will get us nowhere. Trump laid down the blueprint, it is time to pick it up. And even if you say, well, oh, well, we don't want Trump, okay, but Republicans as a whole need to look at something different. Now I'm going to pivot a little bit. I want to talk about, this is our our first show of the week. Andrew, did you see Biden overseas last week? A complete failure. Embarrassing. This man is not the same Biden who went into the White House in 2020. You know what? He's not the same Biden. Who stepped on the plane to go overseas for this NATO meeting? Every day we get a new Biden. He's falling down. Now, I was watching this one show uh, on, I think it was MSNBC, the morning show with Joe Scarborough, who claims that he is a Republican. He's not a Republican. (laughs) He's not a Republican. Joe Scarborough, you might be an independent, but he's certainly not a Republican. But his wife, Because, you know, he and his co-host, Mika Brzezinski, they were knocking the boots. And somehow they managed to connect and they got married. Now, I don't know if they were cheating on who. I I don't know. It's beyond my pay grade. (laughs) Who knows and who cares? But this woman comes out and she starts to lecture the Biden White House and his staffers. And she says that they're responsible for his well-being. And that they're responsible for making certain that he's safe. And that they're responsible for making certain that he's not falling all over the place. Biden is 80 years old. Bernie Sanders is 80. Nancy Pelosi, I think, is 79. Maxine Waters thinks she's 83. Warren Buffett, the billionaire over Berkshire's Hathaway, think he's... In his late 80s, or is he 90? But long story short, they're all older than Joe Biden. Why aren't they falling down? Why aren't they missing their cues when they're speaking? Why is it they're, they're not calling Zelensky Vladimir Putin or Russia Ukraine? Why is it that they don't need cue cards to give a speech and still stumble over it? Why is it that they can fly overseas and attend state dinners, but Biden can't do it? Now, hear me clearly, because we know that the election is coming up. We also know that if Trump succeeds... During the primaries, the left is going to make this an issue about Trump's age. And after the 2020 election, we had a lot of Republicans saying, well, do we really want to go with Trump again because of his age? And Andrew, I think that was misguided. And I'll tell you why. I I think, and I'm going to say this, but we will probably need to do a longer show on it because I see the word coming up against time. But, excuse me, this whole age deal, ageism, is misguided because we want someone in office who has, who's seasoned and who's seen the world and has gone through things, who has experience. So age shouldn't be a factor, and you hear people saying age is just a number, and it's correct, age is just a number. What we don't want is someone who doesn't have the mental capacity to fulfill the office of the president. Joe Biden doesn't have the mental capacity, so it's not necessarily about his age, but more so his cognitive ability. And since he's been overseas, when he was overseas during the NATO meetings, we clearly saw that his mental capacity is not there. He doesn't have it. He's challenged at every front. Because you can take an old person who's in their 80s and they're still functioning. I mentioned my grandmother, who was 90 years old and had of her faculties could carry a complete conversation joe biden cannot do it joe biden is stumbling and mumbling and while the commentators on fake news cnn they like to say that he has a speech impediment problem that's wrong and that should be a people should call them out because it's a disservice to individuals who do have a speech impediment problem Joe doesn't suffer from a speech impediment problem, per se. He suffers suffers is suffering from dementia. So when Mika Brzezinski comes out and says, you guys should be protecting him and that's your job, I'm like, no, Mika, that's not their job. It is not their job. But see, the media is trying to get you to think that it is. That's the reason why they're putting this out there, so that when it's time for the election, and when you see Joe literally falling nonstop, can't keep a complete thought he's losing his thought process they're going to tell you oh no that has nothing to do with it he has a speech impediment problem but hear me that has nothing to do with it they're lying to you i'm sure that some of you your parents or your grandparents remember when ronald reagan was in office and how they attacked him and say oh he has all time he has this and he has that and maybe senility was setting in but it's no way like we see with joe biden who looks confused. I mean, when he was there on the stage with Zelensky, Zelensky had to lead him off the stage. Other world leaders, when he was there in the NATO meetings, they had to grab him by the arm and lead him off the stage. When he was there with King Charles, King Charles had to grab him by the arm and lead him off the stage. And King Charles is only, I think, five years younger than Joe Biden. And who can forget the whole thing when Joe Biden walking in front of King Charles as they were inspecting the guards that were there. When Trump did it with Queen Elizabeth, the media said, oh, he's a buffoon. He's an idiot. How could he dare do that? But when Joe did it, it was like it was okay, And they said nothing about it. But again, here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, we spoke about it. And you guys should know about it and you should be speaking about it because once again, the media And this administration, they're trying to run a bandus along you. They're trying to hoodwink you into thinking that Joe is fit for the job, but he is not fit for this job. He is out of his league. This is elder abuse. What we see that's happening right now is elder abuse. They're trying to deceive you with Hunter Biden and his cocaine habits. Joe Biden wants you to think that Joe is fit for the job, he's up for the job, but he isn't. They're lying to us again. And Republicans need to speak out. They need to start reaching out to these conservative media outlets and say, look, you guys need to do a better job in reporting on this. Why aren't you reporting on this? Start refusing to go on these outlets if they don't report on it. You guys will go on there and they'll talk about everything besides Joe Biden's mental capacity. And they'll globally run to Trump. Oh, well, Trump, Trump, Trump and his indictments. Yeah, but Joe Biden should be indicted. He's not fit to serve. They should invoke the 25th Amendment. This man will destroy our country while we're looking at it. But meanwhile, they can support his radical agenda. They'll support his transgender reaffirming surgery. They'll talk about that and say how good it is. But they won't talk about his mental capacity. Joe probably doesn't even understand this gender reaffirming surgery. And why is it that he has trans people running through the White House? Like Sam Britton. Rachel Levin, who's actually Richard Levin. They should not be on that platform. And neither should Jean, Kareem, Pierre, or whatever she calls herself, they should not be in that high office if they don't know what their gender is. And Joe shouldn't be there either if he doesn't know if it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. This is a disgrace, Andrew. So, folks, there you have it. It's time for Republicans to get on the ball. It's time for them to move forward. The bill that they're putting out there is a beginning, but it has, it can't be the end. And as I said, it's all in the messaging, and they have got to stand together, get Mitch McConnell on the same page, and make certain that the American people see and understand who we are and what. We stand for you've been listening to after dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. Stay tuned to our shows ahead. Thank you. God bless. And good night.